A Catholic man holds his rosary. Islam holds the Quran. While dudes on the streets trying to hold on in time. While Buddhists look for peace, Hindus and Sikhs. The truth is absolute, that's why I hold on to mine. A Catholic man holds his rosary. Islam holds the Quran. While dudes on the streets trying to hold on in time. While Buddhists look for peace, Hindus and Sikhs. The truth is absolute, that's why I hold on to mine. Well, it seems that Marvel is really, really putting all their eggs in one basket, for lack of a better term. Uh, the culmination of everything that they have done within the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe uh, will kind of reach its peak, will culminate in Infinity War. Now, for those who don't know what Infinity War is, Infinity War is like a war, but in the Marvel comic book arc, it was kind of like Civil War. Uh, where it took a lot of time and it reached all throughout the Marvel uh, comic book universe. Every character was somehow involved, every superhero from small to large, and it culminated in this final battle with Thanos as he was looking for all the Infinity Gems. Now, it also brought into play a lot of really powerful godlike characters uh, from the Marvel Universe. And many of these characters, um, they kind of stood by and watched. And I'm kind of creating the intro the day after we had that conversation. So the names that couldn't come to me about these godlike characters are like the one above all, um, the living tribunal. Um, uh, obviously, there's, you know, Odin. But even he is small scale, Odin and Thor, compared to like Galactus and the one above all and the Living Tribunal and the Anti-Monitor and the Monitor and all of these characters who have, uh, are not a part of the universe, but kind of sit outside of it and have the power to create it or recreate it. But since Infinity War is such a big deal uh, that it's literally going to be a two-part movie as it still stands... Uh, we're going to have a lot of conversations leading up to it because it brings into, uh, they're breaking into new ground and bringing in a lot of things such as uh, these godlike creatures. So this being the Bifrost Bridge podcast where we like to bridge the gap between geeks and the gospel, uh, we're going to be talking about the things of not necessarily the Christian faith God, but God in general, how people uh, see gods compared to, you know, how the comic book people see gods. And the first conversation of many that we're going to splinter throughout the next few months, along with our normal geeky stuff that we do, the first conversation is coming up next on the Bifrost Bridge podcast. You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. Okay, we are just leaving the gym, and Corey's about to drive us home, and we are doing a series of talks that are leading up to Infinity Wars, and here, let me tell you why, because Infinity Wars is about, basically, it's, it's going to take the Marvel Cinematic Universe to a whole new level, not just outer space, like Guardians of the Galaxy, but into God level, which they kind of teased with Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That's not a spoiler. It's been a while. Should have seen it by now. But, um, like, I don't know how they're going to do it, but in the comic book version, 
there were beings of immense universal like godlike power who were standing by and watching infinity wars take place because whoever had the infinity gauntlet with all of the gems or stones whatever you want to call them would be able to basically rule the universe says universes so to speak so these godlike creatures were around so uh we're embarking on a series of conversations not just about comic book universe but about our universe uh, about um the many different gods that people believe exist um how can they all exist um things that people do to please these gods and right now uh we're talking about our universe because there was an article that came out take it away Corey. you can drive now <laughs> as soon as you're allowed to well, talk well thank you the intro is done so i can drive now. so we uh me ben and i um read an article that pertains to consciousness and not just you know an individual's consciousness but the entire universe itself as a in a collective consciousness mm-hmm. and um oh i'm drawing a blank on the uh, I don't remember what it was called, but we'll link the article on, we'll on link our Facebook it on page. Our, on the Bifrost um, Bridge Podcast Facebook page, you can go there, uh, check out the article, and check out this podcast when we post it. Um, go ahead. Go ahead, Ben. Well, what, what are we? Do, is there a question here? Like, no, we're what, just, we're what just, did the article, about the article say? And then, okay, uh, so so the premise is there's a few scientists, and for the most part, they are not necessarily like fringe thinkers, but they're pretty far out there in terms of what's generally accepted scientific fact. Um, but it's it's within the realm of possibility, and so far has not been proven false. So they're not proven false or or proven true. Right. So it's so it's, it's worth pursuing at least. In a, for scientific completeness sake but essentially they're postulating that consciousness exists at the quantum level um and i'm going to butcher this because i'm not a physicist i'm not a biologist um but in layman's terms consciousness exists at the quantum level between the synapses that fire in the brain so as of yet we've yet to really define what consciousness is at a physical level or biological level um but putting it in sort of metaphysical terms or in quantum mechanical terms, it is an organization of matter at the quantum level. And you can read the exact description in the article. Um, and if you can wrap your head around it, then good on you because it's a little bit difficult. But Yeah, it was a little difficult. So, so let me ask a question. So are they basically, it's a theory, postulating whatever, that the universe has a consciousness or we haven't the, gotten there yet. the things in the universe that like created the universe have a consciousness it's postulating that the universe itself has a consciousness. has a consciousness possibly and also that large any sufficiently large sufficiently complex structure such as a star could also have a form of consciousness and it may not necessarily have conscious thoughts like you and I do but it may be self-aware in a similar... Well, actually, the way they put it was that um, a star is not as complex at a at a like atomic level as, say, a bacterium, so a single-cell organism. A star is less complex in its functions. And so, therefore, it may have something similar to 
slightly less than the same consciousness as a single-celled or organism, which would still even be... Even a microbe. Yeah, yeah, which would still be something, but not anywhere near like a complex thinking creature. But, um, I mean, this was, of course, one's, one scientist's take on it. The other is that possibly stars can think and can control their own destiny, which is a hallmark sort of of having consciousness, being able to actually... Um, take action to control your own destiny. And they've seen that by a few stars that um, seemingly at random will emit you know, jets of solar, solar radiation. Uh, solar flares, but basically what the solar flare will do, will it will upset the star's gravity and push it in certain directions. Now whether or not they're doing that consciously, um, consciously or, consciously or, random. or if it's just a random thing yeah. you know, that, that's like letting loose a bunch of balls, bouncing balls, and they bounce off each other. And yeah. I mean, it, not it could control. even be something as simple as a form of surface tension. Like, it's, it's really hard yeah. to explain, but it's something to consider. Well, and the one scientist pointed out that because, you know, you would expect to see, like, a completely random, like, array of all the measurements they've taken, but, you know, the, the data they have on these stars that do these things tend to show um, trends rather than being completely random. So... Which, you know, trends in and of themselves, unless you have, like, an infinite data set, are still somewhat random. But, you know, you could have... Basically, it's worth looking into, is all they're saying. They're not... Nobody's promoting this as, like, a provable theory yet, or, or even something that should be, you know, at the forefront of modern science. But it's, at least according to a few thinkers, it's worth looking into, because it's... It's something that's that has observable observable evidence, and also something that. And of course, it could drastically change. Well, yeah. A lot of things. And even from a philosophic standpoint, it, it stands to reason that it would be possible. So, pretty fascinating article. Pretty fascinating stuff. Very hard science. So, um, it's uh, not a terribly long article, but it's, it's not well worth the read. Yeah, it was. It's definitely worth the read. It, it, it might open up some. It might. Re it might resonate with you. It might not. Um, I really liked it because it kind of opened your mind up a little bit. And, you know, it's, it's pretty intense science, but I can typically understand. I can typically understand what the words they're saying. Mm -hmm. I can never be a physicist. It's just like saying, you know, I can. I know all the parts that go in a clock, but I can never build one. <laughs> it's the same theory, same logic there. So I. And here, here's where I'm just going to throw in the Christianese That's aspect gonna, of it. I'm just going to ask, where would you think because that would tie in? Because in order for any anything that has a consciousness, and this may not be the right term, but let's assume anything that has a consciousness is some sort of living entity. It's, it's alive. It's aware, alive. You know, everyone has a different definition of life. Plants that are aware, not aware, but living things are different than, you know, cats, dogs, and people. Well, you're just assuming that, you know, carbon-based life forms when we just never seen a non-carbon-based life form. Well, no, I'm just saying that, let's just say for the sake of argument that anything that has a consciousness is... Alive. Alive. Okay. okay. Yeah. Regardless just, of if it's a carbon-based yeah, life form. Yeah, just, just say, okay. if it, regardless if it's, if it's aware, as, as the article says, to what degree we don't know, but let's just call it alive then. Okay. Okay. So anything that is alive uh, has to come from something that is alive. Anything that is alive can't come from something that is not alive. So a living entity of any type 
has to come from it, you can't have non-life and then poof just life unless there are a whole lot of scientific laws that we have to now say are false and ones that we just don't know about so based on what we know right now need to add that caveat so based on what we know right now Life can only come from life. Whatever aspect of life that is, it has to come from some other aspect of a living entity being. So, you look back, you're gonna throw in a question. Well, if we're talking in, in um, purely forms of consciousness, I think, what is it called, a Boltzmann brain? Have you ever heard of those? I have not. That might be the name I'm thinking of. It begins with a B. It's some uh, scientist's last name. It's, I think it's Boltzmann brain, but I could be wrong. Anyway, it posits that you know, given enough time and enough quantum matter that the likelihood of a consciousness just spontaneously developing unto itself just sort of floating in the ether of space is actually quite high and more than that I can't really remember it's been a long time since I read about them but worth looking into and it, it sort of to that point uh, doesn't necessarily prove that life as we're describing it or consciousness is spontaneously possible but it does give the foundation for how it could but anyway continue well i mean that that definitely deserves because like it based on what we know right now i could see saying yeah it could happen but scientifically it just can't well i mean scientifically we have no we have no ev we have evidence but we don't have any proof of the origin of Life. No, no, we don't. That's why I'm saying, based on what we know scientifically, yeah, I can, and we're we're generalizing because, you know, other than the science we learned from like Dr. Reed Richards and Dr. Doom, <laughs> you know, we don't. That's about it. But um, who are both not very nice people, and then Richards, Dr. Reed Richards, Fantastic Four. Why are we seeing Ultron? That no, yeah. Hank Pym created Ultron. Reed Richards is fantastic. Oh, uh, I am. I'm mixing up Hank yeah. Pym and Reed Richards. Yeah. Hank Pym is a jerk. Yeah, Hank <laughs> yeah. the wife beater. He, he's a wife beater. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's in the comics, not in the movies. Right. Yeah. But anyway, we're just speculating that um, um, that if life does have to come from life, then there had to be some being or some. And I'm using being not to say that it's like a guy sitting on a throne somewhere, but there had to be some type of life entity to create another life entity because of just what we know right now scientific wise and again we're we're there's a lot we don't know um well if we talk about the evolution of the human which you know is always up for debate what it it, it was the primordial ooze theory where somehow microbes formed and continued to evolve into a singular cell mm -hmm. of life form yeah. and then all of a sudden cells started to form into a collective and then the collective started to form into an actual like invertebrate and, mm -hmm. and, and it went on from there so and I, from what I understand microbes aren't exactly considered considered life yeah, they are. are they considered life well, anything that has metabolic processes I think is considered life the oh, only thing that's that, well some I mean it depends on the type of microbe like a virus I don't think is yeah, viruses are not considered alive, not alive, but they no. have. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call it consciousness or programming. I mean, they're kind of one and the same. If you look at consciousness with a big C. 
A virus is not considered alive. Right, no. No, but it, if it has... Let me, let me figure out a way to word it. If it has, using the word you use, programming, then that programming had to be programmed, for lack of a better term. I, I get that. Even, but... Not saying it had to be like you sitting in a program, but other things had to come and put it in where once they if they got together, it's like, this is the direction we have to take. So there had to be other program pieces to make that program. I, I guess then you have to wonder why a virus attacks specific locations and isn't considered life, but it still knows to go there. And if it, if, well, there's a difference between life, like we're saying, aware, and life and well, I'm just saying the being science, able to make decisions. Science Collective considers viruses not to be life. It's something else. But if you're able to make decisions, then that takes some type of cognitive ability or pre-programmed direction. that says, say, do this, do that. Something had to put it there to to do that. But in any case, um, yeah, I think it's interesting. The, the And I only got through half the article because uh, I didn't just feel like whipping out a dictionary and looking up half the words. There is, <laughs> they're just, it's not that bad. Well, it's, it's not it, bad. it is um, because... No, it's not that bad, but some of the words, if you don't know what they're using, then you kind of lose the impact of where they're going. Huh. So um, if you don't really stop and say, oh, I know what this word means and how it's being applied, then you lose the impact of where they're trying to take you in the direction they're going with the conversation, and then it's, it's not even worthwhile. And I kind of looked up a couple of things, and a couple of things I was able to infer, oh, this is what they mean, or this is... And then I was like, you know what, this is getting a little deep, so I'll have to save it for like a rainy day <laughs> I can sit and pull it out and look at it but I think well, it's, it's, it's done nothing but rain for yeah I was going to say plenty of rain week. yeah but <laughs> when it rained it knocked out my power we finally so. had our first day without <laughs> rain today yeah but this is good because a lot of this will come into play I don't know if they'll put it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe because I don't think they're going there I think they're going to stick with Thanos as the big I don't know because high powered look universe at Guardians thing. of the Galaxy 2 it's exactly what we just talked about well, Loki's there, yeah, and and uh, I already, you know, teased some godlike figures, which is good um, from Guardians of the Galaxy two, because it shows that they're they're going in a direction, but I don't think they're going to go full on. And the next conversation we have, I'll have to bring out and look up the names of the the godlike creatures in Marvel. Like there's one called Infinity. There's Eos, there's Galactus, and he's Galactus is low on the Galactus totem pole is low. compared God, to right. these other like creatures. Is, isn't he's, Galactus just sort of a force of nature no, rather than no, conscious? No, no, no. He's one of the few origin stories I'm aware of. Um, Galactus is when the so, so there's multiple universes. So in, in Marvel, when you know how the universe expands, uh -huh. after the universe expands so far, it collapses. And then restarts. Well, he was the only survivor 
I don't remember how, but he's the only survivor from the previous universe pre-collapse. And he's the only one that survived. So he is still... Other than different level, you know, different realm gods. Yeah, and these are the other guys who stood outside and were able to watch as the universe or help the universe create and all that. So he's... He's just like a survivor, are, and they're the architects. Are type. we gonna talk about the Beyonder? I don't think he was. Well, I'd he like, was I'd dead like by to know. This time. I'd like to know more about the Beyonder. He was dead by that time. Um, we'll do that. You know what? Next conversation, we'll have. Uh, let's talk about the gods. It doesn't have to be the one that you guys are talking about. But we're just talking about all the different gods, human, and all the different gods, comic book. Okay. We might need. Sure. Uh, I, I might need some. We might need to be sitting down. At a table where we can Google stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. That's what we'll do next time. Um, If you want, we're going to post the article on the Bifrost Bridge Podcast Facebook page. Or I will also tweet it out, Big Fat Pasture, on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. uh, Yeah. You guys go check out the article. And uh, in the comments, let us know how many words you had to look up.